Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode, episode 122, Joe. I keep getting more excited as it grows, of the Electricpreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. Now, if you didn't know, if you've been under a rock for the last seven months, if if you haven't heard of us before and you're just joining us today, guess what? We're here five days a week with you to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Why? Because we're a couple of master electricians with business addictions. And mm-hmm. this is my partner, master electrician, Joseph, the sales bot, Lucani. Joe, how are you doing today, brother? I'm having an awesome day, though I got to admit, I got to throw something personal out here if that's all good. All right, do it. Yeah. So speaking of all my bald brothers out there, guys, why did everyone tell us that being bald was harder than actually having a full head of hair? Like, it is ridiculous how often we actually have to shave. I'm literally sitting here going like, oh, my God, it's getting so long. How often do you shave it? Every two days at the at like the minimum. Every wow. two days it's got to get taken down. Is there like a, a 48-hour timer going down right now? Well, yeah, it's called autism. Pretty much, uh, <laughs> I can feel every hair on my head. So it's like, yeah, you can feel it. It's time to get rid of it. Let's go. Yeah. I was just hoping that by this point, it would just be like it just disappears, you know? Right. And I've seen you, you pull the brush out. You got the bore brush on the desk, right? Literally right here. Every single day, What's always going at it. Why, why do you love the bore brush so much? So I have sensory concerns, which for those of you who might be in the same boat, I can feel more things than the average person, different sensory, different nervous, everything like that. But um, I can actually feel the hair on my head. So if I use a bore, if I use the brush, I don't feel it anymore. And it kind of like takes off the edge. It's like scratching an itch that you can't quite reach, but it gets it just enough to where you can continue on with your day until I can shave it. I find that so interesting because you also don't have as much feeling for how much strength you're exerting. This guy hugs like a horse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Last time it's, I showed up, I think I popped a couple of ribs. <laughs> yeah, well, it was with love, my friend. It was with love. It's uh, I appreciate that. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun things about being the way I am, and I've. I've learned to look at them as fun things rather than, man, I'm so fucked up. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate that and I appreciate you and I appreciate all of our listeners and viewers if you're with us in the Electropreneur Secrets Facebook group and the VIP. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Listen, I want to get right to the topic today because we got some more important stuff to talk about here, Joe. We've been nailing the offer all week, like really Mm -hmm. hitting it, trying to help people craft and perfect the craft of theirs Mm -hmm. so they can actually earn what they're worth. We talked about really the offer shift, a belief shift around offers. We've talked a bit about um, being underpaid and underworked, where Mm -hmm. you're kind of new to the confidence game. We're going to tie into that a bit today. Now, yesterday we talked about being overworked and underpaid, which Mm -hmm. is another serious problem. Today, equally important, maybe more, sticking to your offer the deep dive here how important is this to stick to your offer and i can't wait to talk about some of the problems that arise around this so there is nothing more important than sticking to the offer and i can explain why from personal example right how many times have we been told where we present let's say a two three four thousand dollar offer and the customer says listen take five hundred dollars off you got the job right? Some of us may say, yeah, I'll take $500 off for this. Why not? I promise you, like I will swear on anything that I can swear on 
that that customer will be looking for where you cut the corners. You will never have a customer more attentive to the job you're doing than the job you've discounted. Wow. And I feel like we're really speaking to those underworked and underpaid people yeah. right now who might be feeling like, well, what's the harm? It's 500 bucks. I, I could lock this in and have a couple of days work, Joe. And I can explain it. So literally we had a situation once where I had a customer, I had just closed a $22,000 job, right? Now, when I say just closed, meaning that we're sitting there, the paperwork's written up, I'm getting ready to do the job and he's getting ready to hand me his credit card. And he goes, listen, we've worked together for a long time. Like it's been a while. We've given a lot of work together. This is a pretty substantial job. Can Mm -hmm. you take $200 off of it? And I literally asked, I was like, well, what makes you think I can take $200 off? And he got mad and he's like, because I just gave you 22,000. He's like, you don't think? He's like, should I be getting other estimates at this point? Are you not willing to budge? And I simply smiled and said, I understand where you're coming from. And I, would you be open to hearing why I'm not willing to lower the number? Yeah, sure. Tell me. Because it's not my money. This isn't going to me. It's not like a pile that I'm sleeping on like a dragon. (laughs) What it is, is I have employees that have benefits and are paid the top in their industry. We have a shop that allows us to serve you better because we're able to stock all the material better. We have a CSR who's always on the phone, who we pay really, really well because she's so good. Would you want me to take away from them to give you the $200? Do you want me to serve you less for $200? Joe, I got chills. That's a great response. That's like a, that's a Emmy award winning moment right there. If if, if we had the soundboard, you'd hear the rewind sound right now. And we'd just (laughs) listen to that again. But you guys are going to have to do that on your own with your own finger. Because I know some people have had some struggles trying Mm -hmm. to get out of that pickle. And usually the discount wins. The funny thing was, is the guy actually, the reason why I'm so confident in this statement was he actually said, you know what? I hadn't thought of it that way. If you had just told me that you couldn't, I would have fired you. But because you told me that it's not yours and it's going to your employees. Yeah, I I get it. I got employees too. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Full, full ticket. Do it right. So what you also communicated was he got the best price possible. Correct. He did. For the service we're providing. I'm not going to charge a cent more than I have to. But if I have to charge it, why the fuck am I lowering it? I had to charge it. So do it. Stick to it. 100%. And I feel like where the the underpaid and, and underworked person might struggle a bit is if you did your pricing exercise with us, then we know you've got growth built into that rate. Mm-hmm. But again, let me remind you that if you don't hold steadfast on that rate, there is no growth. You're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. I, you hear the question often, well, should I, do I need a loan to build my electrical business? Do I need investors to support my marketing? No. Why would you accept outside money to an unsustainable machine? You have, to, to you have to bill for what you need to pay. And if we added that up in a calculator, I don't suggest there's any room for fudging. I think that's what Joe is trying to communicate right here, right now. I would agree. I'm sitting here just silently nodding. I mean, like, man, it's nice when we're on the same wavelength. And it's like, I don't even have to say it because you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
Now, the other situation that I kind of tend to see this is, especially when people come into the program and they're adjusting their offer, we get in an awkward place. Mm. And this wasn't a planned thing. Again, guys, we throw out of the fancy shit. We just come here and talk for you in front of you. We learn about pro uh, subjects as we even speak about them. So here we go. This is real um, happening right now. Mm. I already have clients. They're part of my old offer structure. Oh, the way I used to do options, maybe it was time and material. I was charging hourly. Maybe I didn't mm -hmm. propose options and that means they don't want options. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was three options and now we're thinking six. Do you keep going with the old way? What do we got to do here, Joe? I don't know if, I mean, thank God I have sound cancellation microphones because literally I, my first thought was like, oh, this all same fucking stick. Why <laughs> do people do this to themselves? Now, I understand where you're coming from, right? Let's say you're a newer company. You've had customers for a long time that you've been working with and they like the old you, mm. right? They're remembering a version of you that doesn't exist or shouldn't exist anymore. Because the thing is, is that you have to know your why just as much as you know your customer's why. So let me ask you some questions. Why did you raise your rate? Did you raise your rate to just buy a Mercedes or did you raise your rate so that you can employ more, more skilled people? Mm. Did you offer options because you're trying to just squeeze more out of your clients or because you feel that you can serve them at a better level? Are you offering warranties, club memberships, maintenance packages? Are you doing them just as cash grabs? For me, it wasn't the case. No. I did the things because I believe in the service that I'm offering to our clients. When you believe yourself and you believe your own numbers and you're like, is it wrong of me to do this for you? You have to ask yourself, is it wrong? And almost every time you believe yourself, you're going to say, no, it's not wrong to offer these customer choices because you know what? Picture it this way. Let's say you gave them six choices and your bottom option is you can even say like the 2011 special. It's like, listen, I'm going to show up when I can on the weekend. This is my old rate. I can't sustain it, but this is something where I'd be even willing to come out and help you. But just so you know, it doesn't come with a warranty. It doesn't come with really much of anything. This is what you would have gotten six years ago from me. You want to see what you can get from me now? That's five options above it. And I'd be honored to serve you at that level. So how would you like to proceed? Gosh, I love that, man. I love that. Okay, I want to pause for a moment and just acknowledge our, our viewers, our listeners right now and ask you to do something for you, for us, and for this movement that we're going to start right now. We're going to start something right here, Joe. All right, um, I'm here. I'm on board. I'm board. Stick to your offer is the name of this episode of Electrepreneur Secrets. Hashtag S-T-Y-O. Stick to your offer. Guys, if you're on the same page with us and you can see how important this is, please mm -hmm. go ahead and comment that in the chat right now. Hashtag S-T-Y-O. In fact, mm -hmm. the next time you're in one of our neighbor groups, sister group, Rebs, any of the other groups that you see us in as well, and you see other electricians asking questions around this, just go ahead and hashtag S-T-Y-O. Let them get curious and say, what the hell does that mean? And you're going to go stick to your offer. Run the play. Mm -hmm. Joe, I got to throw in another situation where people tend to sure. get a little bent on this. Okay. Last week, 
we nailed demand calls. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a week ago, demand call lotto. We talked through it a ton. And one of the challenges that we've seen in that is this whole, they called me for one single thing. Mm-hmm. Now they're kind of acting crazy like I'm crazy. And all I want to do is get my options and run the play. But I'm feeling this gap and the trust mm-hmm. gap and, and whatever else that is. Like they see through me like I'm trying to sell something. And mm. all I do is like, it's kind of like you mentioned of, of noticing like a, a furnace with no power and it was the switch. You remember we talked mm-hmm. about that? Yeah. How do we help people with this? Uh, we talked a bit about this in a class mm-hmm. earlier too, but how do we help electricians understand how important it is, this STYO? So the closest thing that comes to mind is that we have to acknowledge that most customers consider that we're sorcerers. They really don't understand how electricity works until it suddenly just doesn't work and they have to call the sparky magician to come and fix it, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, because they don't understand electricity to the same extent, they don't know what they don't know. And it's our obligation, not just responsibility, we are obligated by honor to teach them the things that could make them safer. Or at the very least to say, I'm going to put it in your court. You were a grown ass man. I'm going to give you the choices. I can suggest what I think is the right thing, but you'll have a complete range of choices and you choose what you think is best. So let's say the customer calls and says, I have one bathroom switch, right? I got one switch that's not working. There's a lot of questions that usually come around that I always found and said, do you know their why? If you know their why, you can allow yourself to get more options available. As I know, we touched on previous episodes, right? For what I recommend, there's always a list of things that you can offer, no matter whether they're handy or whether they've never even owned a screwdriver in their life. And this is the circuitry identification. The reason why I feel this is so important is because you as an electrician, if you went to their home and you didn't know where the breakers were or what was controlling what, wouldn't you have to work harder in order to find it? You'd have to do it anyway, right? Yeah. But you're the electrician. You at least know, hey, the air conditioning is not working. I'm looking for anywhere from a two pole 40 to a two pole 60. I know that's probably the one it is. Customer has no idea. They don't know where to find the air handler switch. But if you were to label it and make it clearly identifiable, like I love QO series home line or sorry, QO series square D because they actually have a built-in fault indicator. So imagine changing a panel for a customer and saying, hey, instead of you fiddling around for the breaker that's off, we had a light right next to each breaker that would tell you which one it was. And then directly correlating, I have a number on it. You can see that number means this and every single thing on that circuit is there. Would that be wrong of us to do for someone? No, no, quite necessary. Mm -hmm. I want to piggyback onto this. And I tend to carry a little bit of passion about this one because we're really talking about, at least it seems in the conversations we've had, is that in this situation, it can make you kind of doubt yourself a bit. It can make you feel a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. I just want to reiterate how that's only because they have the home field advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean, we could be talking about a partner. We could be talking about uh, a single person in in this home. Maybe there's three people you're addressing. 
But the greater that number is on this home field advantage, the more crazy you might feel because they mm-hmm. might agree that this isn't what they expected from you. Mm-hmm. They expected someone to come and flick a switch or put a meter on it and fix it. But again, they don't even know. They have no mm-hmm. idea. I remember pre-trade calling an electrician for a home warranty deal when I worked for a general contractor. And I remember selecting that electrician from the yellow pages in our phone book. And I remember thinking, God, I hope he can fix this receptacle because it's not working. The reality is if our apprentice can't fix the receptacle, he's not working at this point, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. plug tester, plug it in, tells me there's no neutral. Oh my God, that wasn't that hard. Right. Mm -hmm. So when he did this, it was pure magic, pure fucking magic, Joe. Long before I ever got into the trade. But that just displays the level of understanding that they truly have 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. So let me try to correct this for you guys a little bit. You're not crazy. You're not doing the wrong thing. Yes, it's their house, but it's your clinic. And if you don't do the right thing, which is run your offer, stick to Mm -hmm. your offer, hashtag S-T-Y-O, if you don't do that, then they're going to end up underserved. And if we're underserving, then you might as well be fucking Tank Top Terry, Chuck in a truck, Ben in a den. I just made that one up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love him. I went in doubt, but there was actually something that I wanted to bring up that you inspired me to say. Um, if I can piggyback off what you're saying, let's hit it. In addition to this, if you don't stick to your offer the first time you meet them, you have handcuffed yourself for the next time they call you. And I don't think people really think of the lifetime value of the client. So let's say you meet a brand new client and you don't run the play or you even worse, you offered a discount when they haggled you either a If you didn't offer options the second time, they'll never expect second options. And if you haggled the first time, what do you think they're going to do the second time? Because they know how it works now. Oh, I know he's going to tell me a thousand dollars. I'll hem and I'll haw. He'll say he needs to work and I'll take it for 750. Faster, better, cheaper, man. There's nothing I want less. But when you stick to your offer, when you say, I believe in this number, I believe what I'm doing is fair. And I believe that I'm doing it for the right intentions, but it's up to you to tell me whether or not you want it. But this is what I'm believing and what I'm going to stick to. That's, do you want help or not? It's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. So guys, again, can't stress it enough. We got to stick to your offer here. This is your play. Keep in mind that offer sets up a sales process, which sets up that premium service. This is the snake eating its own tail. Like the whole process is necessary. The offer intention is necessary. I know in these demand call situations, when you're trying for demand call lotto, that that can be a big daunting challenge, Mm -hmm. but there's no lotto without the offer. It's got to be connected. You have to present the options. You've got to run this play or else they're going to see you just like everyone else in the same Mm -hmm. way. Shallow service, quick crook however you want to see it, the get in, get out mentality. No one truly wants that. It's not good for anyone. Mm -hmm. The only person that could be good for is an electrician hiring another electrician. 
And in that case, I would say they might be part of the 20% for you, the ones you don't want to serve because they already know what they're doing. They're just not yeah. doing it themselves. Does that make mm-hmm. sense, Joe? Yeah, literally that inspired me. Um, I remember there was a contractor that actually ended up kicking me out of his home, but he was in the 20% that I didn't want to work with. He literally told me to my face, he's like, I am an electrician. I already know what you got to do. I don't want to fucking do it. I'm looking for the cheapest price. Mm. I don't want options. This is what I want. I've already spec'd it out myself. And it was like, great. Thank you for telling me that. Let me happily disqualify myself from this situation. Happily. And he's like, you're not giving me a bid. It's like, no, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> not my customer. So, yeah, exactly. So knowing who your avatar is, is just as important as knowing which player you're supposed to run. You can't win all of them. You shouldn't try to win all of them. Stick to the 80 you can and, you know, let the other 20 go. We got to wrap this one up, guys, but I want to give you an action item right now. Toot sweet, as we might say in our French part of the Canadian culture. STYO. Hashtag STYO. Stick to your offer. Don't discount. Don't vary. Don't run a different play than you set intention for. Mm-hmm. If you feel the pull, I want you to back up and say, if this was my staff, would I honestly encourage them to take a shortcut right now? Mm-hmm. If this was my staff, would I actually ask them to discount our offer right now? Mm-hmm. And the answer is going to be no, Joe. I would never want that. We don't want to create shooting from the hip muscle memories. I want people to run the play to the best of their ability so we have consistent results and consistent delivery because that's truly productizing your service. Do Mm -hmm. you have an all-star action for us, my friend? That I do. All right, let's go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to arm the people who are saying that they don't know how to respond. Typical Americans always trying to arm people. (laughs) (laughs) What can you say, man? We are what we are, right? Hey, just a pleasant peasant over here. No arms, no arms bared. There you go. Please don't let me interrupt anymore. (laughs) Now I'm just sitting here laughing. I love it. I love it. But anyway, uh, okay. So when someone comes to you for an offer and they say, can you take $200 off? Can you take $1,000? Give me this and I'll do it. We'll give you the job. The question that you can ask is, I can appreciate you asking that. And naturally, I would love to do it better, faster, cheaper too. But do you mind if I ask, what have I given you the impression of that makes you feel like I can take that off? And then wait and don't say a damn thing. Literally just wait. The reason being is most people knee-jerk reaction, ask for a discount. Very few actually push past it when you're like, well, that's just not how we do it. But what makes you think that I had that availability? If here at Serviceable Electrical, we believe is giving you the best price at the beginning. So we don't have to haggle it. So the number I'm presenting to you right now is already at the bottom line of what I can do without compromising on the service. So this is what we can do. I created a range of choices from the finest money can buy to the most bare bones you can have. You're looking at this option, but why not entertain the one beneath it? That's $1,000 less. That's more than what you're asking for. Why don't you consider an option like that? And then now you're shifting the offer down. And if they say, yeah, I could do that. Now you still locked in a full price offer and they saved money. Win-win for everyone. Win-win. I love it, man. I love it. Joe, we got to wrap this up, but that was an incredible amount of value. 
Guys, if all you did was listen to these episodes, number 122 now, and take the two all-star and regular action items that we put in each and every episode, you would be a lot further ahead. I hate to say it. So go ahead, take action, be a freemium provider right here, right now. Report your wins back to us and jump over to premium with us where so many are seeing great success. People come for the transformation, but they stay from for the support from me and my partner, Joe, here, who's literally run this play 10,000 plus times. And guess what? I can tell you right now, Joe always stuck to his offer. So guys, this has been another episode of Letchpreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast, where we help you five days a week, master your sales, simplify your pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Just a couple of master electricians with business addictions here to serve you at our highest level. I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. We'll take another shot at it. See you then.